Welcome to Beyond the Boardroom with Ben Bobo, a well-known entrepreneur and trailblazer who has led startup organizations for more than 15 years. Beyond the Boardroom is the only streaming video show in Orange County that interviews thought leaders from all different industries and cultures about life lessons they wish they'd learned earlier in life. Covering topics that weave together the fabric of life and career, bringing you recipes for success, shared pearls of wisdom, and key life lessons for business and personal growth. Now here is your host, Ben Bobo. Welcome to Beyond the Boardroom. We're, we're coming to you from uh, Newport Beach, California. We're in the second part of our series with Bill Carpu, the CEO of Octane. Uh, we had a great first uh, series part, and we really covered a lot of material, Bill. So welcome back. Um, you know, Octane was uh, created in 2002. Um, and if you could talk to us about the evolution over the years, because that's a long time to have sort of this energizer of the ecosystem, 2002, to have that vision. Um, I guess I guess the first question would be, where did the sort of vision start to even start at Octane? And then talk us through some of that progression over the years. So the, you know, the vision came in 2002 by key leadership of, uh, you know, some of the organizations locally here in Orange County. And so we, we, we view that as the creation stage. And we then moved to more of a formation stage and set up the conferences and introduced Launchpad as an accelerator. And Gary Augusta and Matthew Janusidis led the organizations through both of those phases. And so I think as I, as I entered in 2015, we, we went through a little bit of a transformation stage. And it was really just resetting the organization in terms of you know, what we needed to do and how we needed to pivot uh, in, in moving forward. So today, 20, in, in 2018, we entered a growth phase. And uh, we look at that to take us towards our Vision 2025 plan, mm -hmm. uh, which has some ambitious goals. And once we, once we achieve that, we then think that we'll, have, we'll begin a sustained leadership role from 2025 on. So walk us through over the next years, what, is that, what does that growth stage look like exactly? I mean, um, you probably identified some key metrics that you have to hit. So can you walk the audience through what the growth phase looks like in the next six years? Yeah, so I, ideally what it looks like is doubling the amount of companies that come out of Launchpad. So by doing that, we're going to obviously enhance and increase the amount of companies that are that are created in that particular phase, in that late seed or Series A. Uh, that that will that will uh, you know basically uh, continue on and create a greater amount of jobs. And you know that's where the increase of our original forecast to a, to a revised forecast could fit. More importantly, uh, it'll be bringing more capital here. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I you know, I, I didn't mention on the first series was that uh, we started a venture fund uh, three and a half years ago, Visionary Ventures. Uh, today, we're a partner in that fund. It is a separate uh, entity, a separate legal entity, Visionary uh, Ventures LLC. But we will, you know, we're, we're raising now a second fund, and there'll be others that will be added into this mix over the years uh, that will enable us to, to keep capital and, 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 and continue to bring capital. And is Visionary yeah. a seed fund? Is it a Series A fund? or what? what yeah, you know, it's more, it? it's, it's more later stage. Okay. So, uh, you know, I don't want to get specific in, in terms of whether it's C or D or, or whatnot, but I think one of, the, one of the key things is, as we look at that as, as the investment committee, uh, one of the key things is, do we see a liquidity event at two years or less on the horizon? So, you know, with that, you could figure it's a little bit later stage. So you know, we think about the Bay Area, there's, there's tremendous management there, whether it be technology or medical device. How would you um, sort of articulate the 
number or, or the level of talent here in Orange County, senior management talent, from a, whether it be technology company or medical device company, do we have an ecosystem where we have an already built-in management base, or do we have to track management from other parts of the country? Well, you know, I think as you're growing, you always want to attract. Uh, you know, that's just that's an ev that's an evolution that's necessary. But overall, we've got a great talent base. I mean, there's great leadership uh, in the majority of the organizations that are tech and med tech based. I think the the rally cry that 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 we need to do is we need to get some companies off the sidelines. So uh, there's just there's a higher level of engagement in the Bay Area. There's a higher level of engagement in Boston. We've got everybody talking about it here. Now it's a matter of let's let's jump on the playing field and rumble it up and, and get going and everything. Right. You know, so one of the biggest challenges of leadership, you come in and you really affect change and you look at Steve Jobs and what he did with Apple. Um, he left and Apple still continues on, but they're certainly not as innovative as they were where they were when he was there and when he was alive. So I think the biggest challenge is you come in, you make these dramatic changes, you show massive improvement, you have all these initiatives, you're hitting your metrics. Um, you're hitting your key success milestones, and then there's a transition in leadership. So when you think about Octane, and you look, you sort of look out to 2025, what have you put in place that when you at some point decide to say, I'm going to step out and take on a different role, what kind of company have you left behind where it can be self-sustaining almost, that you can almost plug in another leader and continue that vision within Orange County? You know, that's, that's a great question. And w when you really look at it, succession planning and sustainability of an organization is, is, is so important. And for me personally, in any role that I've ever had in my career, it's been really important that when I leave and when I move on, it's, it's, it's seamless, you know, from that standpoint. So, you know, we've, we, we do have a succession plan in place. And, uh, um, you know, that's, that's probably all I can share at this point. Okay, that's fair enough. That's <laughs> but, fair enough. But, it's, but it's, you know, it's, it, it's thought through. And, you know, whenever, whenever that day is and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm committed to be part of this organization through 2025, uh, I want to see it to the, to the vision that we've created. Uh, but we will have a seamless transition, I can assure you of that. Fantastic. You know, when I was in sales at a startup called Cardiothoracic Systems, one of the things that I discovered as a young pup in sales was what really drove sales and energized sales was programs. Um, and I've noticed within Octane you have these really key signature events um, that really, uh, again, energize the ecosystem. But as I've experienced in sales, when you have those key events, you have those programs, you can really engage the customer in a way that's very profound, very personal. Um, and so um, I'm sure some of the audience knows you have some really cool events, uh, one coming up. Uh, the Technology Innovation Forum. You also have the Medical Technology Innovation Forum. You have the Ophthalmology Technology Summit. Um, and, of course, the High Tech Innovation Awards. And so walk us through, um, starting with MTIF, or Medical Technology Innovation Forum, which is October 28th through 29th here at Newport Beach Marriott. What is that all about, and what impact are you trying to make within uh, MTIF? So in, M in MTIF, we're bringing together the medtech community. So all of life sciences, pharma, med device, and... Uh, you know, all of these conferences are intended to bring together entrepreneurs, investors, industry, universities, uh, the service community, and, you know, get them, get them to really understand content and the application of content. And I think that, that really crosses everything. So, you know, we're not, we're not bringing people in today to define a specific technology and talk about what a technology is, but how do you take it and apply it uh, in, in your business or in your personal life? So, while, you, while, while the question was geared towards MTIF, really the answer is across the board on all of our conferences. Right. So when you think about MTIF, when you first started to now, what percent growth have you seen over the years? I mean, I, I looked at your numbers, there's like 850 attendees. 
Um, when I went there several years back, it was smaller, so it looks like it's grown. Can you? Yeah. So you know, if you if you look at TIFF and MTIFF, and you know, TIFF TIFF of course is the is the technology one, which is coming up soon. Both of those have grown from conferences that were maybe 450 people to to about 900. Uh, the ophthalmology. Summit, which we're having at the end of June this year, uh, right right next door here at the Island Hotel, uh, was less than 100 people uh, three years ago, uh, four years ago actually, and you know now we we have over 400 people. And when you sat in the back of the room last year and saw that you had the chairman and CEO of Johnson and Johnson and uh, Allergan and Alcon and the top investors in the country in ophthalmic uh, innovation. And the top physicians, you go, wow, we really created something special here. Right. And, um, you know, as far as our tech conference, I mean, that, that is coming up. So I'd like to maybe just talk a little bit more, more in detail on that. And I've, I've got a couple of notes here. And the theme for this year is Evolve. So it's, it's TIFF, it's Evolve, and really evolution to the next step. And so what you'll see inside any of, any of the conferences that we have is we're going to start with a focus on innovation. And we're really going to talk about the ecosystem, not necessarily Octane. Uh, it's 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 everything that's going on out here. Mm-hmm. Um, SAP will be present. I mean, they'll be talking about the evolution of data. Uh, we've got a we've got a one-on-one interview with uh, Jim Mazo, our chairman, and Gene Sykes, who's uh, uh, the, the, you know, the managing director of uh, global uh, global M and A for Goldman Sachs. Uh, we have a women in uh, women in tech, and the, the theme is advancing entrepreneurs uh, entrepreneurship and investment. And, and then we've got panels that are the future of work, retail, cities, and esports. So, as I was kind of saying earlier, we're not talking about AI. We're not talking about a specific technology. We're talking about what those technologies enable people to be, right. as, as in personal or or professional. And the other thing that we're going to do this year is really put a focus on fintech and cyber, both of which we think are vertical markets that have deep roots here in Orange County, and we can build off and create the te- technical version of, of ophthalmology. Right. Uh, and, you know, j- just to add to that and uh, drift back to the, to, the, to the medical side for a second, we will be uh, uh, announcing also a focus on medical, uh, medical aesthetics, medical aesthetics in mm-hmm. Durham, and we'll have a conference on that in January of 2020 that will butt right up against the J.P. Morgan Healthcare event. Fantastic. That's exciting. And I believe the uh, TIP is being held May 13th and 14th uh, here at Newport Beach Marriott. May 13th and 14th at the Newport Beach Marriott, yep. Okay, great. That's exciting, and that's uh, I'm looking forward to attending myself. So what would you say defines a successful event for Octane? So all these events you talked about, what defines the success for any number of them? You know, you always worry going into the event, is the room going to be full? Is there going to be people there? I, I say what it, what it really is, I mean, and that's certainly part of it, but what it is is the buzz. It's the, it's the buzz that you could have people in the room listening to a panel. You've got people outside doing deals. Uh, uh, so so that, that's, a, that's a component that you feel when you're there. Mm-hmm. Then we do, we do feedback with all of our sponsors, with all of our partners, with everybody that participates, and we get feedback based on that, and you know, we'll, we'll make those, those proper adjustments. So, so really, it's the value that our sponsors have gotten. That's that's probably the most important. So that was my next question. What's the uh, value for your sponsors, and then certainly for the attendees? So you get feedback from your sponsors saying this this worked, this didn't, this was awesome. Correct. And then same with the attendees. I'm I'm presuming they're going there for the content, the connections, and it, the ability to be part of. Uh, it, exactly, and really, that's that's again where we've pivoted from just doing information dumps on 
a technology versus saying, how do you take the practical application of that and put it into your personal or professional life? Right. All right, Bill. Well, we're going to come back after this message from our sponsor. Serenitex is focused on eliminating the biggest challenge to migraine management, namely the subjective diagnosis of migraines and standard migraine drug therapy that results in undesirable effects and unproven results. Healthcare and lost productivity costs from migraines is $78 billion a year, and employers lose 113 million lost workdays from migraines. But did you know that more than 95% of those with chronic migraines have never sought help, received a diagnosis, or been treated? Serenitex has discovered a patentable technology solution for the non-invasive detection and screening of migraines. We've tested our approach on actual migraine patients, and it works. To learn more, visit serenitex.com. So, Bill, I noticed that, you know, MTIF and, and TIF have a much broader agenda, a much broader focus, if you will. It's not just one, you know, aspect or one discipline like ophthalmology. Um, so as you think about the events you put on, does one set or setup or one approach have uh, um, a better impact or format over? In other words, in other words, with ophthalmology, it's very focused. and You get a very focused effort. With no MTIP, pun intended, right? No pun intended, right? And with MTIP, it's much more broad. So does one format, is it better than the other, or is it just different? Well, I think it's different. And, and I think what we've learned in this is that we can, we can slice and take uh, very specific verticals inside of some of the bigger conferences and accomplish what we have with ophthalmology. There's no question when you, when you focus on a specific industry, you could be you, you become much more laser focused again no pun intended but but uh, you know it, it's it's going to draw a, a dynamic of people that are inside of that industry uh, that you don't get when you draw a broad group so what we've learned is that there's an opportunity inside of medical aesthetics in Durham so we're gonna we're gonna replicate that and we're gonna have a conference in uh, in, in January that'll be specific to medical uh, I'm sorry medical aesthetics in Durham. And we'll put a source of capital next to it. So where we could put content and thought leadership and align it with capital, that's a winning formula. Uh, so if we, if, we look at, if we look at tech, ultimately we'll, we'll dive into deeper analytics, fintech, and uh, cyber. Right, those are the big ones. So um, you, you kind of answer this, but if you look at the Edwards Life Sciences of the world and they're focused on heart valves, I mean, they're a hedgehog. That's what they do. Uh, better than anybody in the world. Um, how do you take those specialties and start to develop that ecosystem then? Or uh, you mentioned fintech, but how do you take that and really make the ecosystem very vibrant? Yeah. So you know, if you if you look at the life sciences side, uh, medical aesthetics is a is a natural extension of ophthalmology, uh, but also is cardio largely because of, of Edwards here. Uh, so is neuro because of Medtronic. Uh, yeah, Medtronic and uh, Microvention, and there's a, there's a whole neuro ecosystem here. And, you know, believe it or not, dental is, dental is actually the second biggest market in Southern California uh, other than ophthalmology. And so those are all markets that we're looking at right now. And what we need is an organization to be the tip of the spear and help lead uh, a very focused approach to that. So Going back to the medical aesthetics, Allergan has taken on that responsibility. They've made that commitment. And, uh, you know, so if we were to do that in cardio, we would do that in neuro, uh, a very easy formula to replicate. And we just need industry uh, in 
in the boat with us. And involvement with that. So you mentioned something earlier um, about uh, Launchpad and capital, capital you know, availability, uh, creation of, of taking the ideas out of the start or from universities and people's heads, creating startups. Um, and as you think about that, sort of leads into the job creation metrics you cited earlier, 25 to 50,000 jobs. Do you see the majority of those jobs coming from, you know, uh, early stage startups? Or do you see companies that are maybe more mid-stage growth coming into the ecosystem? Uh, where do you see those jobs exactly coming from? Yeah, you know, again, I think that's a great example for us to look at what Southern California or, or what exists here. And we tend to look at this and say, first of all, uh, at the very front end, as the company's getting created, very early stage. I mean, the company's going to have two, three, four employees. That's it. So, uh, you know, we're, we're then taking those companies, running them through Launchpad, and helping them scale where, you know, we've now got companies that have come through in the last four or five years that are hiring 100 to 150 people over the next 12 months. They've already got 100 or 150 people. They're doubling in size. So that's the scale that really moves the needle. Not hiring three or four people, but building a company that's going to have three, four, five hundred employees. Um, we've defined a market inside of Southern California that's very rich. It's the SMB market, the small, mid-sized business. We've defined it as companies that have between 10 and 499 employees. Anything less than 10 is a small company. Anything larger than 499 is a, is a large company. Mm -hmm. And the, the employment base of that sector is almost a million people. It's to, uh, it's, it's, it's less than 100,000 in small, and it's only 300,000 with the big companies. So it's 10 times the amount of employment of the smaller company and three and a half times the employment of the larger companies. So we, we tend to look at that and say that's a target-rich environment for job creation. Right. And, you know, Launchpad seems to me is a very key part of your strategy because, you know, you think about the natural progression of startups are going to get acquired at some point if they're very successful. Uh, and so those jobs kind of go away. So it's really important to continue to encourage you know, Launchpad and the creation of new technologies, new opportunities, it would seem. Yeah, so, I, I mean, Launch, Launchpad's an engine that connects a lot of the ecosystem. It connects into the universities. It connects into the incubators. And then as companies come through, it introduces them to the sources of capital, mm -hmm. the sources of growth, and the sources of scale. So, you know, I, I, I agree. It's really, it's a... It's a uh, it's a connector, you know, and it's a it's a nexus of moving organizations through the process. Explain to the audience exactly what is a launch pad. I mean, what does that look like? So, it's a it's a relatively uh, rich environment in terms of uh, access to expertise, mentorship, and advisors. Um, it is currently and. Uh, uh, the intention is always to keep it as a pro bono. So we, we, we provide those services at no charge. And really what we're doing is help companies prepare for an institutional round of funding. It's generally around a 16-week program, but unlike other accelerators, we don't have a cohort. It doesn't start on a specific day, and there's five or six other companies. Uh, we work with about 40 companies a year. Last year, 2018, we worked with 42. Um, and if you were to look at a 16-week calendar, you'd find companies in week one, week three, week eight, week, week 15. And so it's a, it's a process of moving them through, helping them improve their presentation skills for capital funding, and then putting them in, in, in front of sources of capital, which then 
the company hopefully, as they come out, moves on to our growth services platform where we introduce sources of capital and operational sources to help them grow. I think you mentioned that the companies that go through Launchpad, when they go to TIFF, roughly 85% find capital. Roughly. Yeah, so actually 86% of the companies that, that come through Launchpad raise capital within 18 months. Um, what we're what we're doing right now is, it, it, you know, it's kind of interesting. Is we're looking back over the last five years on the eight companies. So the the eight best technology companies present at TIFF. The eight best medical companies present at MTIF. So that's 16 out of the 40. The others are all good, but these were absolutely the best. And so what we're what we're doing is. Uh, we're going to put some analytics together and look at each of those eight companies in each of those eight buckets, uh, or each of those uh, buckets between TIF and MTIF, and what they've raised, and what they've gone, and what they're valued at today, and to show some type of return if you were to invest in the portfolio, the basket portfolio of each of the events that we've had. Right. I think that I think that'll be an interesting look at it. Absolutely. So we're doing some of that work today. So, Bill, let's transition a little bit um, as we as we near the end here. Um, you know, with all your experience, what do you want to be remembered for? Wow, um, I, you know, I think I think professionally, uh, be remembered for building great teams and always delivering on the promises the organization makes. I think personally, being a lifelong partner uh, to my wife, daughter, grandson, son-in-law, friends, and uh, perhaps the best would be for my professional team to reelect me. Uh, my wife to remarry me, my daughter and grandson to have been inspired by me, and my friends to choose me again. I mean, uh, you know, as corny as that may sound, you know, I think that's that's how I want to be remembered. But it's heartfelt. It's heartfelt. That's, yeah, that's powerful. Thank yeah. you. If you were to give one piece of advice to a newborn child, what would it be? Well, I've got a three-year-old grandson, and I could tell you that he probably wouldn't listen to anything I told him right now. <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, I go back. I just think the, the most important thing is learn to communicate, um, and. You know, I know we talked about this on another series, but but really learning to communicate, learning to communicate face face to face, and being transparent. But I think anybody early on, just dream big. You know, your life is an open canvas. Paint it, paint whatever picture you want to. Paint whatever picture. Um, is there anything you want to tell the audience that we haven't covered? Well, uh, come to our events. Get inv get involved and engaged with Octane. I mean, it's easy it's easy for you to do that. Octaneoc.org. I mean, it's our website at it's, uh, it's new and improved. It, it, it pretty much covers everything we do. Uh, but get engaged. Get engaged with the community, whether it's, whether it's with Octane or another organization. Be a player. You know, uh, thanks, Bill, for that. i got to say, uh, just as a plug for Bill, he's one of the most approachable CEOs that I've come across. I think he has his heart in the right place to really impact um, uh, Orange County and beyond. Um, so, Bill, thanks for, for your perspectives on Octane OC and what you're trying to do with the OC uh, ecosystem. That's it from Beyond the Boardroom, uh, Warboard provided by John Barbados. Uh, go down there to South Coast Plaza, go ask for Siam. He hooked me up with his uh, Game of Thrones jacket, so it's pretty cool. Uh, until next time, remember, becoming is better than being. When we founded Stradling in 1975, we made a commitment to helping our clients to succeed and create opportunities for business growth throughout California and beyond. Our people share cutting-edge focus in guiding the critical transactions and disputes of our clients. And we've developed a deep bench of contacts and resources to get the job done. As trusted advisors to technology, life science, software, 
and medical device companies. We've invested in building our expertise, developing the best of legal talent, and the readiness to serve the business community. From our commitment to our clients, to our deep involvement in the communities we serve, we understand our job is your success. This video was brought to you by 800 Cameraman, Southern California's only 20-time National Emmy Award-winning production company. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Boardroom. We look forward to bringing you more thought-provoking episodes again real soon and look forward to your feedback and remarks. If you have any particular topic or person you would like to have us cover or interview, please reach out to us at ben at beyondbobo.com. Till next time, may you continue to map your own path to success.